everybody. Welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker, and I'm a musician based here in Chicago, Illinois. I am also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Music Therapy is a show where I dive deep into the psyche of musicians and bands. We talk about music, music careers, mental health, the music business, the creative process, touring, recording, balancing life and music, and really anything else me and my guests want to talk about. If you want to know more about the podcast or myself and my own music, please visit musictherapypodcast.com, and you can also visit jessicarisker.com. Today we're talking with Tasha. Tasha is a songwriter and musician based in Chicago, where she was born and raised. Her debut album, Alone at Last, came out in 2018, and she has since released two singles. Tasha writes about softness, love, queerness, and rest. They believe in a world without prisons, police, or borders, and if you listen to their music, you should too. We'll hear a song from Tasha at the end of the show, but first here's one of my songs. This is Cut My Hair Off, I See You Among the Stars.
Okay, that was my song, Cut My Hair, off the album I See You Among the Stars via Western Vinyl. And now let's turn to our conversation with Tasha. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I got some time out in the sun today, so that's always that always feels really good. That makes a big difference. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be like colder and rainy. I thought we were done with that. I know. I know. That's why I had to get my fill in while I could. Totally. Well, I ask. I ask everybody. Um, the same question at the very beginning, which is to kind of orient us to just what your life looks like these days. What is it? Do you have a typical, typical week or a typical day? Is there any kind of routine or structure to your life these days? Um, not, not so much. Um, it, every day tends to be pretty different. Um, I work part time at a wine shop, and so I'm sometimes there a couple days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to fit in like some uh, like some regular activities into every day to give my life some kind of um, kind of organization. And so, um, like a little bit of reading at some point, a little bit of journaling, a little bit of like exercise if I can fit it in. Um, but it does kind of look different every day. Do you? I mean, all those seem, sound like very healthy things to do. Do you ever struggle with? I mean, I know a lot of people are like I should do those things. Do you ever struggle with? making those things happen or do they come pretty easily for you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think having the hardest part about having, um, like a very flexible and kind of malleable schedule, I think is making, um, like making use without trying to force myself into like productivity that I don't think is necessary. Like, I don't think I have to, you know, like be, uh, be a productive, um, like generative person every single moment of every day. Um, but also I want to remind myself of the things that I know make me feel good. And uh-huh. I know, um, inspired creativity in me or joy in some way. And so, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of what it, what I try to remind myself of. And so if I, um, if I don't really want to, I still try to like sit down and journal cause I know it'll make me feel better when I'm done. Um, the journaling is really helpful to you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it always, it has been for probably since I was a kid, honestly. And, yeah. um, I, the last year I haven't, I haven't been quite on it the way that I used to be, but, um, lately I've been trying to get back, back into it and it, and it feels very good. Do you handwrite your journal or do you type it? I do handwrite it. There were, and it, for a couple of years in college, it was kind of, I don't know, wild to me looking back, but I, I typed out like a journaling thing every single day, uh-huh. a year and a half straight. I don't really know how I did it. Um, but yeah, now I just, I handwrite it all. I always find typing like it's easier to get out thoughts, um, but it, it feels a little less personal yeah. sometimes. That's also interesting that you know, it, it's maybe expected in a way, but like this past year, journaling fell off for you. But it was also such an emotional year for so many people and stressful. And how did this past year, how did you experience it? You you said you're working in a wine shop. Has that been going on for you? Did you work? What did this past year look like? Um, yeah, the last year was uh, just like anybody else, was pretty just kind of awful. <laughs> and uh-huh. Uh, 
I was grateful to have work, but I mean, for most of last year, like having to go into work in like a retail setting was, yeah. you know, a stressor of its own. Yeah, I bet. And I think that I think that I spent a lot of the year. Um, like this year I feel much more capable and, and energized to do the things that I care about and that I love. But I think most of last year I was just, it was really like taking it day by day yeah. um, and, um, and, and not trying to like get caught up in, in, in having to do anything really. Um, uh-huh. like journaling felt like if I didn't feel like I had like the emotional capacity to do it, I like didn't really bother, you know, and I didn't, um, I didn't find that I like needed to force myself into these, into these practices just because everything was so difficult. Um, but I mean, there were like moments and pockets of joy, of course, but I think the last like two, like two to three months have felt a lot more, um, just kind of hopeful for me and positive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I feel the same way. Um, do you live by yourself or do you live, did you go through that living by yourself or did you have anybody you were with? Uh, you know, no, I was very blessed and very grateful to, I moved in with my girlfriend, Ashley, last fall. Um, and then we recently have moved into another new space together. So, um, yeah, it made a huge difference being able to, um, just like be with somebody, um, yeah. yeah and just not have to. Um, like just be in these moments of solitude, like completely alone. Yeah. Yeah. So before the fall, were you by yourself? I was actually at my, at my mom's. um, Oh yeah. Who's also in Chicago. So yeah, I was, I'm very grateful in that way. I've got a lot of good people around me. (laughs) Yeah. You said in your bio that you were born and raised in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. What area were you, what area were you born and raised in? Are they? Um, Well, I lived for most of my life in Rogers Park. um, Uh Uh-huh live um yeah just five minutes down the road from my mom so yeah <laughs> how is do you um how is the music community up there is there a community that you touched on? i know there's there used well last year is different but um what's the the ve- the vegetarian restaurant i used to go there a lot oh um uh heartland cafe yeah heartland cafe yeah, they closed down a couple of years ago. Um, I, I, know. I didn't just, even know that. Yeah, so sad. That's a wonderful place. Yeah, I don't, I don't see Regis Park so much as a um, kind of like music hub for me. Um, yeah. Because most of, I mean, my friends who are musicians and and as far as the places I play tend to be centered around, you know, other neighborhoods in the city. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, I kind of don't mind that, and I kind of, I kind of like being away from it all and you know, being able to go outside and not see a single person that I know. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of refreshing in that way. Do you, do you go to the beach very often? All the time. That's yeah. Great. That's great. Um, let's see. I want to ask you. So one of, one of the things that's standing out to me when you're talking is that it feels like you really work to give yourself a break, that you're not trying you know if you don't feel like doing something this past year that you're really trying to let yourself be okay with that or you know not be productive does that feel that I pick that up correctly yeah I think that I just really believe that no one in the world should have to work 
um, and work in a way that um, feels like draining and um, demoralizing and um, outside of their comfort zone. Like, I don't think I don't think anyone should have to work. And I I really believe um, that. Um, like the re- like people people working all the time and being and being tired and being exhausted and not having the the energy or the mental capacity to do the things that they love or to care for the people around them or to care for the commu- their communities is yeah. like a tool that that capitalist structures have created and like forced upon us um, and I think I have tried really hard to figure out like I love like the music that I make like that being my work I love I love to do that and I can Uh I can put hours and energy and time and effort into that um because it's fulfilling and nurturing for me um but I think I've really tried to like construct a um just like living ethos around just rest for myself because I know that's the best when I'm Uh living with that with with that prioritized when I'm living with um, my uh, kind of like languor and relaxation and like restorative time, like that's the best way that I move through the world in all capacities with in my relationships and in my creativity and in my um, like political connections and community connections. Like that's the best way that I move through the world. So I feel like it, it just has become um, Im- imperative that I find ways to build that into my daily life. Do you ever have to sort of be intentional about that, or is that just now become kind of the way that you operate, and it's not something that you think about as much? Um, I don't. I don't think I think about it as much. I mean, I think about it insofar as I have to pay rent and uh-huh. do constantly in in a year of not of not playing live music i have to non-stop be thinking about how i'm going to make money yeah uh, which sucks i hate that and so i think like i i think it has become intentional in that okay i know this isn't this isn't what feels good for me um like let me keep trying to figure out how to make how to make things just how to give myself more comfort than i feel like i have um, but other than that, I feel like it's not, it's not something I have to think about or, or kind of like be, make myself aware of. So how, let's see, I'm, I'm interested in exploring that relationship with how you approach your music. Do you, um, I mean, I guess one, one thing I'm thinking about is, are there different definitions for work? If we're thinking about working on your music versus working at the wine store, you know, we might use those two words the same way, but the they might have a different meaning, but does music feel like work? Does it feel like a struggle at times or does it feel like something that you do when maybe you're not in the mood to do it? Or how does it feel for you when you're creating? It feels differently at different times, really, depending on how it is that I'm engaging with it. I think when I was going on tour, um, Mm -hmm. I was like playing a show every night and like driving and loading in and sound checking and uh-huh. sitting around and then playing like that and then doing that day after day that felt it made music feel like a job in a way that it, it hadn't before um uh-huh. in kind of a way that i really liked that i thought was really exciting that um 
to think that I could do like I could do this every day and this could be my job um and and I and I liked that part of it um I mean there are times when playing a show in front of just an absolutely awful crowd <laughs> that um that just that feel that is giving me nothing in return um and I know and I'm sitting there just going I'm just I'm just going to get my check at the end of the night and go home. Like that's like, then it uh-huh. also up then too. Like I'm doing like, this doesn't feel the best, but I know I'm going to get paid. So I'm going to do it anyway. Um, but at its, at its best, like when I um, can sit for hours and, and play guitar and, and, and leave and come out of that with something that feels so beautiful to me, like then it doesn't, that doesn't feel like like work. Um, uh-huh. And when I when I get to to play really really like special shows that just feel um, kind of full of ease and and magic the whole way through, like that one hundred percent doesn't feel like work at all. And and of course that's the that's the dream. That's what I you know do it for. <laughs> when you said that you know there may when you're on tour and you're kind of going through the all the steps that are required to go on tour, the driving and tour and um, waiting and gear <laughs> lugging and all that stuff. And maybe the unhealthier eating and all, all the things that can come with touring. And you said, but you kind of, that can feel like work, but you also kind of like it. You like, it's kind of exciting. Why, why is that in music for you personally? Why does that feel exciting? Um, it can feel very make-believe to think that I can be my own boss in a way. Uh-huh felt this way I guess like as a younger version of me or, or someone who's you know the version of me before I did music um, uh-huh. to think that I can um, I can spend an, every night uh, literally just like playing songs that I made up that I came up with on my own uh-huh. to uh, to crowds of people who want to see it like that I think that's why it um, like that wasn't that's not something I ever would have imagined as a job that's not that's not how we're that's not what we're taught that like work is supposed to be um and and so I think that there were some moments early on when I first started touring when I it did feel very surreal surreal to me um because it was so because it I just loved it so much and of course there's there's a limit to that just like anything else like there's definitely a time when it's time to go home but yeah. uh-huh. But yeah, at the beginning, it, it just was, very, it felt very surreal and just fun, really. <laughs> How much of your doing music do you feel, let's see, as you, you know, make more music and have played shows that feel better and better, do you feel the relationship with making music and then also how that's connected with the financial aspect and that being part of paying your rent and all these other things? Do you feel like that is that relationship is changing at all? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, it, I think every artist kind of has to go through that reckoning of when their like hobby and the thing that they love turns into the thing that they have to monetize. Um, and I think that that can feel really depressing at times. I think mostly when it's just connected to like so much I don't know, maybe like the social media aspect of it is the part that's most mm. depressed. Um, yeah. It's like so much of myself that I end up having to like present to people in order to literally just make money. Um, 
but I think on the flip side of it, I think there's also a way that it can feel a little bit like um, like a superpower, honestly, to to think that. Like at times, I feel like I have no other choice but to make songs. Um, like that's the only that's the only thing I feel like I can do, um, or the thing that I want to do, at least right now. Uh-huh. And for it to be, even if it's not the reality right now, for it to be a possible reality that I yeah. can do that and be able to make money to live, um, like that, I think that's really exciting. And of course, it circles back to like that musicians just don't make enough money in general and um, that with what I have done and what I do now, I I feel like I should should be able to make a living off of what I have managed to do in my musical life now, but I I can't. Um, And so like everyone should be getting paid more in general. Um, But um, I still, I mean, there's still, there's still like an exciting, like kind of magical part to it that it, that it is possible. Absolutely, yeah. Do you feel like that influences the way that you write? Thinking about maybe this is, you know, just thinking about, um, does that ever creep into your mind? Will people like this more? Will this be more Mm -hmm. accessible? Or does that take away the freedom of exploring? Or does that all just kind of flow together? It just sort of works itself out. I think it kind of works itself out. I try to not think about it too much and just, uh-huh. you know, make, make the things that feel good to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, of course, there's a moment when when maybe I think to myself, this might be a hit. Uh, uh-huh. And that's, you know, like fun and to, to imagine. Um, but I try to not let that be kind of like a, a driving force or be at the front of my mind when I'm when I'm making things. You're not writing TikTok hooks. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested to know more if you're comfortable talking about it about, you know, you mentioned social media and that being one of the hardest parts about all of this and feeling like you have to really present a lot of yourself or can you can you talk a little bit more about that? That seems to be an ongoing theme with musicians I'm talking with. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just become it's somehow become um, like intrinsically connected to being uh, having an online presence um, like that. You, like you kind of have no choice. Um, yeah. And now when like we're, when when I get booked for things um, like in there's contingencies inside that say like you have to post about this and uh-huh. you know and like there's like it is required of me to. Um, announce these things of myself on Uh, my on my um on my social media which when I started them of course like when I started my Instagram when I was 20 years old like it was uh, not um but it has I think it, it it's just exhausting and confusing and and strange to have my um this constructed like personality that of course I'm already I'm already putting out like a version of myself online. Everybody is um, that feels like palatable in some way, but mm-hmm. that be tied to the things that I make um, and the things that I create, um, and like that that feels weird. Um, yeah, it it doesn't and it doesn't always feel good. Sometimes it's sometimes it's. It, it doesn't um, make as much of a, I guess, negative impact on me. But 
um, there are definitely certain times when it's like, oh man, like I really don't want to have to um, kind of show my face and, and beg people to listen to the song that I made. I wish that they would just, could just listen to it. Um, but it doesn't, yeah. work, doesn't really work that way, honestly. Yeah. The idea of, you know, you having to, something you said, let me see if I can um, kind of reflect it back accurately. You said something about um, connecting your face, you know, with kind of promoting something or that being tied with your music. It made me wonder if you felt like that sort of reduces you to just this image that is being created online, but isn't perhaps capturing you as a whole. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I think that it's, it's become kind of commonplace for, um, for, for musicians to be, uh, um, like known for their like content, uh, which feels, which can, which feels very gross. Like the things that I make shouldn't be considered content. Uh, but that's, that's what it, that's kind of what it is. Uh, and I, yeah, yeah. Can you, I don't, can you repeat the question maybe? <laughs> I was wondering, and maybe, maybe this isn't what I picked on correctly, picked up correctly, but that, you know, this idea that a lot of musicians or whoever on social media that's trying to, you know, promote their art, that you're sort of creating a version of yourself, which, as you acknowledge, everybody's doing online. <laughs> you're curating an image, but, you know, you're probably particularly conscious of it and having that connected with your music you said something that made me think that 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 feels strange to you to kind of have to create that persona and yeah. have that be connected to what you're making. Yeah, I think that, I think it does. Um, and I think that there's, there's a, there's a version of me that maybe exists like at a live show when I'm playing uh-huh. age that feels, that feels closer to um, me. And of course it's still not, you know, the people, the only people who know me are going to be the people who are in my life, yeah. you know, that um, there's always going to be a certain boundary that it, that exists between just like people who listen to my music and, and me. But um, I think, yeah, like the, like the me that is like playing songs in a room um, or the, the me that is inside the songs themselves that people will listen to, like that feels closer to what is true than like the selfies that I post, which are still part of it. Like they're 100% also a part of it, but, um, but it, yeah, it's weird for that to be, for the, for, for those things to be kind of just completed automatically. Yeah. What is your, do you have a least favorite, uh, social media platform? Um, not really. I mean, they both, they all just take turns feeling kind of, um, vile to me for different uh-huh. um yeah it all it, it honestly really depends like I I go through phases of like deleting everything and not looking just not looking at anything and then yeah it's kind of like what I'm in right now where I just like love to post um, no matter what it's about um so it does it does kind of it does kind of change I'm not I've tried being on TikTok I, I I'm not I haven't had the wherewithal to figure it out um mm-hmm. I'm not even on that, in that territory. Um, yeah, so there's not, I, there's not really too many others for me. <laughs> um, 
let's see. Let me let me change topic a little bit here. We'll pivot. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for talking talking that through. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you had mentioned when we touched base beforehand that you have some new material coming out. Mm. So can you, are you comfortable sharing anything about, about that? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's things, certain things that are just, you know, secret for, yeah. <laughs> for now. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I do have an, uh, an album that is, will be coming out, uh, this year. And yeah, I, I wrote it, um, kind of before, right before pandemic quarantine started, Uh um, and then was um, kind of viciously uncreative for literally the last year and a half, Um, Uh aside from recording, um, which, um, yeah, which I I have been doing the last year, um, but not, like, not really making anything new, which I'm telling myself is fine. Um, But I did, yeah, I, I, the, I spent, like, the, like in chunks last year, kind of depending on how safe it was, going to my friend, uh, my friend Eric's house, um, who recorded and produced with me, um, to to record these songs, and then we finished it finished it out earlier this year. That's great. So, um, does it feel? I mean, I think often the recording process can feel very creative. Does it feel that way to you, or does it feel like we've got it? We're just laying it down. Um, I am not, I don't consider myself like an expert recording artist by any means. It's not the thing that I love the most about music uh-huh. writing. And I like, I like playing live, um, the, the very best, um, and recording hasn't, it's never really been, um, my thing or it's, it's, it hasn't really excited me. I think recording this album, um, definitely felt different and felt more exciting, um, in a way that it hasn't before. I, I think I just, I think it makes me nervous because it's not kind of like the engineering process and, and producing process. It's not something that I know a lot about. And yeah. I um, love to be an, an expert at everything. And it's, and I have trouble when I'm, when I know I'm not good at something or I feel like I um, will be in a room with someone who is better than me or knows more than me, um, which is, you know, just like mostly insecurity stuff. Um, but I think this time around, I was able to kind of step into, um, my power a little bit more and kind of leadership around, um, like I can be, I am a producer. Like I do, Uh I do know how, um, to make, um, my demos into finished songs. Um, and of course Uh I can't do it on my own. I do, I, I need someone else, else in there to help me, help me get there. But, um, I, I think I learned a lot about, um, what I actually might be capable of. And, um, and that did feel, that did feel exciting. And it was a different kind of creativity muscle that I got to, um, flex a little bit and, and practice. That seems like the kind of thing that does get easier with experience, the more times you go in and also the relationship you have with yeah. the person you're working with. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that made a big difference. Um, I, um, recording with, with Eric was, um, was just really like fulfilling and joyful and exciting the whole time. And I think he really, um, helped make that process feel, um, as, um, uh, just as positive as it was for me. And this is Eric. What's his last name? Eric Lippman. Yeah. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I did episode 50 of this. This is your episode 60, by the way. I kind of like forgot. It's like a <laughs> nice round number. Um, episode 50 was Dave Vitrano, who is an engineer in Chicago. And he and I talked a lot about how much the um, language can be difficult in recording. You know, you may know a certain sound or you can tell something's not quite right, but it can be hard to describe why or what you're going for. That can be kind of a barrier sometimes to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dave actually mastered my record. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that I, I think I've, I've maybe gotten a little bit better at learning to let go of some of that stuff. Um, uh-huh. This about the lingo and because it's like, it's kind of bullshit. Like it doesn't really matter. It's like, if you have an ear, you have an ear and you will find your way to the, to the sound that you want. Um, somehow and so even if it's just like listening over and over and being like this little twinkle here feels more like this kind of sound and not this kind of sound like we you know like we figure and I think we're like the people that you're working with do matter a lot in that way and that you're able to like you can communicate and find um like and get to the get to the root of what it is you need I think no matter what yeah um totally (laughs) I that's something that I've always, I've tried to work at, but um, I agree. If you know somebody and you're comfortable and they know kind of what you're going for, that can make it easier. But sometimes, maybe you don't find it this way, but sometimes I've found this one that's really frustrating. I'm like, I know what I want, but I don't know how to say it. Definitely. But yeah, you can fight through it and, and get there. Um, well, so one of the things also popped out, this is, this is not at all to challenge you, um, but you said something about, I am trying to be okay with last year I didn't write. But, <laughs> so that also made me think that maybe there it has felt a little unsettling to you. Do you like to kind of always have something going with your writing? Or does that feel uncomfortable if you have gone for a while without writing? I think, I mean, I think part of it, again, is is kind of like capitalist brain of like, if you're not, if I'm not producing something at every moment, then... Uh-huh failure or I'm like useless to the world (laughs) Um, is not true um but part of it is also I mean I was like I like that it was there was just so much I was really sad and angry for most of the year and I and I didn't feel and writing didn't feel good there was nothing about it that felt um like there was never a moment where I felt um kind of like the that shimmer of um kind of like tenderness that I, I usually feel when I'm going into like a writing process and yeah. the truth is writing is all has always felt difficult I think it it always I've heard other artists joke about this but every time I finish a song it really feels like how did I do that uh-huh. I have no idea how I'm gonna do it again um yeah it feels like an accident uh, when it happens uh I know some people don't don't create that way. I think some folks are like able to just turn things out and turn things out, yeah. and have like prophetic bodies of work. And I'm I'm not like that, at least at this point in my life, um, which I've accepted. Um, but I do I do think that I feel there definitely feels like there's a void. I think a little bit when I don't when I don't maybe have like a little bundle of um, of, of new, of new songs, um, or even just like new ideas. Um, yeah, I definitely am missing it. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm kind of letting myself just like 
just trusting my my process and my time and i do trust that when it when it's time for for me to get back in it then that it will come that's good i i I believe that too i know i mean i talked to so many people who felt that same way it was just uh, too much last year to be able to get in that space and um to feel grounded enough to be able to create yeah um oh yes mental health you wrote mental health and its connections to being a creative person what were you thinking of there when you talked about that topic? Um, I think just the way that the mental space that any one is in will have mm-hmm. will have some kind of effect on what, at least I don't know, to me on what how creative they might be, or um, or what or their access to to creativity. I mean. I know that, like, not only when I'm, like, working at my, like, retail job a lot, um, or just when I'm, like, generally really busy, um, and not only is, like, exhausting to me, um, yeah. and makes me, like, physically tired, but it, yeah. uh, like, uh, like, blocks out time that I, um, could be doing, um, could be using to do, like, other more, um, like, restorative things for myself, and then mm-hmm. that, and, makes me really like sad and cranky and uh, and then makes me like not engage in the things that make me feel creative Um, like I think that it's kind of this like web um, cycle thing that happens totally Um, do you I mean how do you feel the balance is now you you're working, how much are you working now at the wine? Um, just, I mean, j- just like a couple times a week, really, right now. It's, I mean, retail is, is very tiring. I imagine you're on your feet and you're dealing with people all day long. And yeah, yeah. So do you, um, are there certain ways, you, we talked about journal, are there certain ways that you try to maintain balance or maintain your mental health so that you are, can be in that place? Yeah, I think um, I think carving out time um, for um, to do the things that I that I know will make me feel good. So, um, like sometimes that's just sitting down and watching TV, uh-huh. um, but sometimes it is um, just like picking up my guitar, even if I really don't want to, um, uh-huh. like going on a run or something. Um, or like here with my girlfriend Ashley, like have like cooking a beautiful meal and like sitting down and having like really intentional um, time together. Like I think those, all of those things, I think like help help me get get back to that. And also like being like there's so many things like being out in the world and like being able to see friends and yeah, being totally at. Um, a club and dancing all night or like sitting out at a beautiful restaurant and having dinner for four hours. Like all of those things also yeah. like, like juice, um, to, to create. And so I think, um, like now, like slowly being able to get little bits of that back, I think has definitely has helped a lot as well. Yeah. 100%. Do you, do you have a, like a, um, when you're writing, is it just, kind of when you feel like it and you've sat down and then out comes a song or you've worked on it or do you try to have more of a, a practice where maybe if I'm not in the mood, I'm still going to try Wednesday night to pick up my guitar and do it. How does that look for you? Um, it's sometimes both. I usually, I, I 
now I'm trying to get more like back into a, a, a routine of um, even if I don't want to do it, like I'm just going to play for a little bit. Um, very rarely do I do I play for a while and, and have a song just fall out. Um, yeah. It usually it usually takes a lot of kind of like squeezing, but not in a not in a way that feels particularly hard. It just um, I think it's I think it's like a just a process of discovery, and it doesn't um, it doesn't it doesn't happen happen all at, all at once. It kind of happens in pieces. Uh, yeah, I know. I uh, probably didn't phrase that correctly. That I think that makes a lot of sense, and for most people, that's probably the case. I'm interested in the mechanics of what that looks like for you. You know, do you are you playing? Are you recording it on your phone? You go back and listen, or how do you work a song over time? Yeah, I usually what usually happens is I play guitar for a while and uh-huh. um, until I find something that that feels. Um, nice that sounds pretty to me or interesting um and kind of play that for a while and sometimes record um a voice memo of that and then Uh play around with um vocal melodies and just sing anything that comes to mind Uh and then sometimes record voice memos of that and then to that over and over and um until i i find like a i find a vocal line or melody of some kind that feels the best mm-hmm. uh, and then the lyrics usually come last sometimes there's like a lyric that pops up that I yeah. keep in my brain that I that I try to come back to but it doesn't usually happen that way it usually I usually um it's usually once I have the melody and I know how I'm going to sing that then um then the lyrics kind of come come through um and then usually I guess this is and I tell writer friends this, they get, they get shocked, but usually once that happens and I play it a few times and I feel like I've got the, the gist of the, the verses and stuff, like then it's usually done. Then I very, I very rarely go back and like change a lyric here, or uh-huh. like, like add a verse or like that kind of like editing. Yeah. Never happens, which maybe, I don't know, maybe it should, but the way it's gone so far, I guess it's the way it's worked out. Yeah, no, I, you know, it's really interesting to hear how people approach it. I mean, it sounds like there's a there's a feedback system going on where you'll capture an idea and then listen and then see what that uh, then creates the next time you're coming, kind of builds on itself that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with with the listeners or talk about today? Um, hmm. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just grateful to people for, for listening. Are you, are you comfortable sharing, do you, does your new music that's going to be coming out, are there any themes, or is that something you want to keep to yourself until it's a little closer? Um, I guess I could, I could share a couple themes. Um, I I think the themes of this of this new record are I mean there's kind of the classic Tasha themes of um, kind of softness and tenderness and um, dreaming and rest but also um, love is a really big one um, in these songs uh-huh. um, missing I would say okay is there anything about the sound that you that you can talk about? Does it fit in the same, um, what will be the word? 
sort of the same area as maybe your previous music or did you branch out at all with like instrumentation or anything like that? Um, I do think it sounds different than, than my, my older releases. Um, kind of the most, the more recent singles are a little bit, are a little bit closer. Um, but like I worked with different people on those songs than, um, than who I worked with on the record. And so Uh I do, yeah, I do think that this, it sounds, it's a different version of, of Tasha that feels, um, very good, but I feel very excited for people to, to, uh, be a part of <laughs> that's great do you yeah. have do you have any performances lined up yet or um probably a couple of things this summer and um some things in the fall yeah that's great well um i definitely look forward to hearing your music and um let's see where can people listen to the music that you do have out right now everywhere you listen to music yeah but um band camp if you want and then you can buy it and um, yeah Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay yeah. um any parting thoughts or not to put you on the spot no it's i mean it was a pleasure talking to you thank you um thank you for having me i i, I appreciate it and now let's listen to a song from tasha this is a recently released single called but there's still the moon Truth is all these rhymes Barely hold me together But I still try To bear it through the bad weather Winter's hosting So
That was But There's Still the Moon by Tasha. I want to thank Tasha for being on the show and all of our listeners out there for tuning into the show. If you want to know more about the show or learn about upcoming guests and events, please visit musictherapypodcast.com or jessicarisker.com. Take care and talk to you soon. Music